Welcome to Season 2 of The Exchange, presented by Olin Specialty Coffee, hosted by Mark Inman and Todd Mackey. I'm Mike Ferguson. We're back. In this first episode of Season 2, Mark and Todd talk about the Specialty Coffee Association and the recent Coffee Expo in Boston. In fact, you'll hear some clips recorded live in Boston, just like NPR. Is it a two-parter? Well, of course it is. And now, here they are, Mark and Todd. Welcome to The Exchange. Uh, this is your host, Mark Inman, along with my co-host, Todd Mackey. Todd, welcome to Season 2 of The Exchange by Olam Specialty Coffee. Welcome to you. What a pleasure to uh, to be back in the saddle, as they say, shaking the dust off. It's uh, I can't believe, what has it been, six months since we a last A long time, long hiatus. Man, it uh, it feels great to uh, to have the headphones on and to be plugged in uh, alongside you from afar. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to a great season ahead. We've already kicked this off um, and uh, have put together some really awesome content from the recent SCA uh, Boston Expo 2019. Mark, as always, uh, I think we'll stick with our uh, what's in your cup. Uh, opening yep. segment, and I'm I'm dying to know. I mean, it's been a long time since we sat yes. down this time of night. I mean, what are you drinking tonight? Well, actually, tonight I'm drinking coffee. I was at an event after work here that in town, uh, and needed to perk up for the evening, so I brewed uh, some pre-ship samples of Ethiopian Wash Gedeb, which just beautiful cup. So I'm having a little coffee tonight, which is not normally what I do when we record these podcasts, but very apropos to the the show itself. So yeah, Ethiopian Gadab, what are you uh, got going? It's 11, what, no, 10 p.m., 10:30 p.m. over there. Uh, so obviously, coffee's not in your cup. I'm assuming. What do you got going on? Yeah, no, I tend to, uh, and to especially as the years have gone on, I, I tend to stay away from coffee in the evening. Um, you know, still a, a a three to four cup a day uh, coffee drinker, but. Um, you know, typically I would be having either a glass of wine or maybe a beer, some sort of, uh, you know, alcoholic beverage, but, um, I've been on a bit of a, an upper respiratory thing and then I've been taking back, uh, to taking myself back to some tea. Uh, so I'm, uh-huh. I'm actually drinking a nice chamomile tea, um, which is really calming, soothing. Uh, it's putting me in a nice relaxed place to reflect on, uh, the SCA show and some of the things we encountered. So that's what's going. Wow. That's a, not at all what I thought you would be saying tonight <laughs> as your beverage of choice. A nice chamomile tea. I have graduated, Mark. You are at a car show drinking a washed Yergachev, and I am drinking chamomile yeah. tea on the top of a yes. hill in Lincoln, yes. Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> so... Th- Two th- our, our se- season two of this show, we uh, kicked it off by attending the SCA Expo, formerly the SCAA, but now it's merged with Europe. Um, arguably the largest, probably most important coffee show of the year. Um, Todd, what were your impressions of that show? I know that the two of us got to walk the floor with uh, some remote mics and interviewed some folks. And you'll be hearing those interviews throughout the evening here. Uh, I just want to give a quick disclaimer. Um, because we were off for six months, I was on a strict diet of scotch and cigarettes. And so my voice, 
<laughs> was appropriate uh, for that type of a training regimen. Uh, completely, in all seriousness, completely lost my voice on Thursday at our opening party, and it carried me through for a solid, I would say, eight days where my voice was completely shot. I mean, it was painful to talk, uh, but but needless to say, uh, we marched through. But if you find yourself, listeners, wincing at listening to me talk, I, I my my sympathies are with you. I understand how horrible I must have sounded. Uh, on those uh, remote recordings. Yeah, this this was not just engineering quality, but you know, audio no. quality issues. This was no. this was true tone. I mean, the timbre of your yeah. voice was was Awful. pretty epic. In fact, I tried to keep pace, and I mean, I've been drinking <laughs> tea for the the last two and a half weeks now, in the wake of the show, just to come back to normal here, just so my children recognize my voice when I'm like laying them down to sleep at night. It's uh. It's brutal, but yeah, so you'll enjoy those segments. They'll be uh, cut in. And Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to SCA Boston 2019, uh, the exchange live. This is Todd Mackey and, of course, my co-host, Mark Inman. Mark, how's Hi, your day going? It's going good. Uh, my <laughs> voice is on. a bit hoarse. Um, my, uh, my voice is cashed in, done. Uh, to give me some perspective. I mean, you, typically you fare... Uh, far better than this in, in years yeah. past, but what, what's changed? I changed my training regimen, so I started in uh, February with a diet of palm oils and scotch, and uh, that's it, and so I had to get ready, and I think I'm fully prepared now. Um, I, I feel like top shape for a smoker and drinker. Nice, yeah, no, it's clearly in a game of who's more grizzled, you yeah. win. Uh, we're actually here live with uh, Charlie Requat from FTA, uh, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. We're putting Charlie on the spot for a little, you know, uh, uh, cameo interview. Charlie, if you wouldn't mind, just say hi to the exchange listeners and maybe give them a sense of what you're doing at FTA, the business function, and, and what you specifically are, uh, are doing. Not a problem. Not a problem. Well, hello to everyone. And thank you guys for letting me be here. Uh, so FTA has a joint venture with Olam. Uh, so we basically are importing green coffee, selling to the local market there, and tapping into the extensive Olam network um, that exists around the world. Killer. And are you selling coffees then and supporting the business of, like, you know, micro, nano roasters all the way up to box fires and From one bag at a time to, yeah, as many containers as you want. Killer. Uh, yeah. Killer. So in Australia, we don't really have the luxury to separate the two from commercial and specialty. You kind of have to do it all. Of course. Um, you know, it's 24 million people versus, what's the U.S. now? 380? 85,000. Yeah, million, yeah. So. Crazy. Awesome. If you had to drink only one coffee for the rest of your life, oh. what is it? Uh, you can speak in generalities here. I'd rather something specific. Mark, uh, you know, may not be as guiding, but will certainly be upset if he doesn't like the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably have to go with a washed mild, whether that's going to be a nice Honduran micro Guatemalan, something clean, crisp. Uh, Sparkling acidity. Exactly. Um, that one is probably something that if I had to choose to drink forever and that was it that would be it killer killer and, well, and you like flat white or cap of the two oh, I will Ooh, go with a long black that's a long question. black, black. oh I see the play here oh, yeah not just you know and Australia has some of the best milk out there I'm, I'm tell you what 
but no, can't just want the coffee. All right, all right. Okay. Cool. I can dig that. I am of that same milk. Yeah. So you're. I mean, you're all the way in from the like quite literally the other side of the world. I mean, what compels you to join for SCA uh, Expo in the U.S.? I mean, is it something you get into every few years? What's What's the benefit of coming to the show? Uh, what are your objectives? Just kind of, uh, you know, give someone a sense of the reach of this event who might not have attended. Well, the point for us is there's not a huge attendance um, of people from our market. It's more to connect with our suppliers, with Olam at these events. Olam has a large portion of the team come together and then um, able to have many meetings you know, just strengthen that relationship Yeah. Uh, in a very short time. So it's good bang for your buck. So every year it's not really necessary, but every few years it's great to get out here. And as I was in Boston previously, this is a great one to come back like, come, and coming home. on. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, Mark, any further questions for Charlie before we let him walk on? Or? Uh, well, no, it's good to see you here, Charlie. I mean, we get to see what's a year about that. And it's good to hear what's going on. What do you think right now in uh, Australia is like the, the most emerging trend you're seeing in coffee? You do see more, I mean, the same as kind of has been here, that a lot of people are exploring pods. Well, awesome. Charlie, can't, uh, you know, say enough how nice it is to spend these days. Um, love our partnership and what we get to do together out in uh, Australia. Certainly looking forward to my pending visit later this year uh, as we get the Exchange World Tour started. World Tour, yeah. Just putting feelers out yeah. there, of course. Uh, nothing on the books, per se. Anytime. Uh, but um, we'll certainly be in a, a, a city near you soon. Um, all right. I, I was pretty excited. I mean, I, I felt like... Um, the show was was needless to say super impressive. I mean, as the yeah. sort of you know the obvious and uncontested global uh, specialty coffee show, if you will. I mean, it, it was record attendance, uh, yep. well over fourteen thousand people by, yes. by uh, I believe the the actual stats that SCA collected. Um, you know, it was in Boston, which to me is you know more or less hometown. Um, so, you know, the, the chaos factor and, you know, the local factor was, was through the roof and it was great. I actually, I absolutely love the, the Boston Seaport, uh, convention center itself. And I think it's just oh, an yeah. awesome, awesome, um, expo hall convention center to have this type of event in i mean you know walking up going through registration and you just kind of you're on the second level looking down at the show floor through a giant wall of glass and you drop in through these escalators it's there's nothing more dramatic than that um and that was kind of you know on thursday getting in and and you know just kind of walking the floor as i have the last handful of years more than that i guess by this point um, you know, finding where our booth was and, you know, mm -hmm. visiting the competition floor and just kind of like breathing in what was, uh, what was in front of us for the weekend. Um, you know, that feeling doesn't get old to me. I mean, it, it, this year certainly didn't disappoint. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think to me, the, the definitive, uh, kind of ever memorable aspect of SCA is just how, uh, global the draw is. I mean, everybody who's yeah. in the trade, uh, when you're in the green business, you're, you know, working on the procurement side of, of, of a roasting company. I mean, everyone is there. And I mean, that is just, um, it's like a family reunion, uh, overwhelming, uh, for the fact, but, um, but yeah, I mean, what, what were the, the biggest highlights in your mind, 
um, you know, during, after, before the show, I mean, what was, what was the standout stuff? Well, uh, the World Barista Championship obviously was a big uh, thing for me. I was involved in that for many years, as, as you have been as well. Uh, to see that there was great. There was the Brewers' Cup that was also hosted there, the uh, World Brewers' Cup Championship. They had that all in a Roasters Village, which I, that's the first year I had really been in a, an arena like that. I didn't attend. I think they did it a year prior, but I don't remember making it to that area. But I, I thought it was very impressive. Um, the hall is immense, you know, as, uh, as you can imagine it, it, for being a show of that size, it just felt so large. And, um, so the, the show floor seemed like the largest I've ever walked. Um, the interesting thing about that number of the 14,000 is that usually the, the larger numbers are on the West coast when they do West coast shows. So to have that kind of attendance on the East coast, uh, seems pretty pretty impressive next year the show is going to be in portland oregon uh that's not nearly as large of a hall so it'll be interesting to see do we just stuff it to capacity um but this also marked my 25th sca conference i've attended i started going in 1994 uh houston was the first show i went to todd what was the first wow. year that you, i know it's scary <laughs> incredible uh the, yeah. my first year going to to scaa at the time uh was actually portland in i want to say 2012 was it 2012 portland um so this was i think the the last uh portland event which was just yeah. ahead of the most recent prior boston event in 2013 right. which right which, um yeah yeah i mean that 2012 was it so i had been involved actually with sca um you know quite a lot through the regional uh barista competitions um in the years leading up to that um but i had never gone out to the actual the expo or the you know the the full u.s championship until that time um, mm. And, you know, it was crazy because I had been, you know, volunteering at different, uh, you know, uh, regional roaster and, and barista uh, guild events. I had been, you know, I think my first volunteer experience was actually um, at a Great Lakes barista competition in Milwaukee. Just I remember that one. Just shuttling dishes, you know, just just yeah. running dishes and, and cleaning espresso machines between competitors. And I, I did it. Um, just ahead of when I competed in the, the Nurbic, um, when it was in Somerville, um, you know, just a week later, and it was kind of like the, the coolest way to break the ice and see what competition. Hey, so uh, we're still here at SCA 2019 <laughs> Expo, Boston, Massachusetts. This is your host, Todd Mackey of The Exchange. Mark Inman has disappeared. Not quite sure where he is now, but I wanted to take the opportunity to uh, just highlight uh, someone who does quite a lot for the team, Amy Broderick. Amy, uh, how has the show been so far? Hey, the show has been phenomenal. been seeing a lot of people doing a lot of cool things, and I'm proud of all of them. Awesome. Getting, to, getting to deal with a lot of magic, and I like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was particularly interesting that today is a special day for you. <laughs> Uh, it is your birthday, which is awesome. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, and I uh, just wanted to sort of, you know, I, I don't know, to have such a special day and to decide uh, to share some of it, uh, hopefully not too much of it, with this wider community. I'm just curious, is there something that compels you to such a gracious 
uh, application of your time? You know, I thought I was going to leave early today, and then uh, I found a lot of friends and then made some new ones and decided, nah, this is where I want to do it. Cool. This is where the magic's at. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, yeah, I hope that it's truly magical. Um, I'm sure I speak on behalf of the entire listenership of the exchange in saying uh, we appreciate you. You are greatly loved, and we hope that uh, your birthday is a true celebration of life. Hey, Sam, how is the show going for you? It's amazing. I'm sorry, I jumped into that too quick. This is uh, Samantha Romero, who is uh, doing all sorts of high-value and challenging uh, work for Olam Specialty Coffee. Um, Samantha, if you had to wrap up what you do in the office uh, day-to-day into a few bullet points, how might you describe them? I think the first thing would be help traders that are there on floor get everything done as soon as possible, get releases out so that our clients are satisfied with our service, uh, troubleshooting our our daily operations and just making everything run smoothly. Cool. No, that's awesome. I mean, that didn't address all of the ways you lift spirits, you, uh, you know, challenge everyone to sort of produce the best of their possible uh, work and energy. Um, so for that, we super appreciate it. It was just uh, such a nice place to be uh, with all the vibes you contribute. So I hope you know that. I am only like this because that's what I get from you guys. Oh, come on. Um, how has the show been so far? We're doing uh, this as a live uh, episode of the Exchange Podcast, of course. Um, and we're just trying to give a little insight into the SCA Expo as a show and why, uh, you know, different folks, roasters, baristas, um, you know, and, and of course, Olam Specialty are turning out and supporting the show. Uh, how has it been? What are like the most important parts of your experience so far? Well, I think this year um, just started with Olam in October, so I feel like it's very valuable because I could see how Olam works on the other side of the chain, um, how we deal with the roasters, how we deal with our suppliers as well. Having this booth here and also being present in the Roasters Village has been, I think, challenging, uh, but also in a good way in the sense that we are trying to approach different sides of the business. And um, we have a great team here, so I was able to learn to absorb all the knowledge that I was able to from other traders that I don't see in my daily basis that are based in California. That was amazing. Um, I think this year has been really like an eye-opener for me because this is the first time that I'm actually working on as a little bit trader shoes and hats and not from a producer's perspective. So it's been quite amazing. Awesome. Well, you are awesome, and thank you for, sh- for sharing just a few moments with us. Um, we will look forward to hearing from you again, uh, I'm sure, in a future episode of The Exchange, but uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. But, but, um, but yeah, so, so my first show was Portland, which was, you know, needless to say, an unbelievable city to, to go to the show in. Um, Absolutely. Was incredibly memorable. I mean, every detail around the show was really... Um, you know, thought out. I mean, there's so many great companies based there that took full ownership of hosting the wider community. Um, and it was incredible. But but yeah, yeah, looking back at that compared to this Boston show, I mean, you know, at the time, I was volunteering as a sensory judge for the barista competition and running back and forth, literally, um, between there and the the workshop hall, 
Um, and I don't even think I saw the actual trade show floor. I don't, I think I might've walked through it on Sunday At afternoon Portland, yeah. because I was just, I was so tied in, um, to working through those, you know, the pro dev, um, side of SCAA's program, uh, as an instructor and a volunteer, um, as well as, uh, you know, a, a, a judge within the competition circuit. So, you know, it was really, really cool um, as time has gone on and as, you know, I've remained. I mean, I taught a, a course this year, a workshop um, on Sunday morning, the language of green coffee, which was awesome, went really, really well. Um, but, um, but you know, I haven't, I haven't put the brakes on by any stretch, but, you know, as we... Uh, you know, we obviously, from Olam's standpoint, are you know looking forward to a wide range of meetings and and uh, you know reconnecting with lots of suppliers and and customers at the show. Um, you know, those volunteer uh, commitments have trimmed down quite a bit, and it, it's wild to kind of compare that first show to uh, to what we just had. Um, you know, much more yeah. flexible, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, what you you mentioned your involvement with uh, with the World Barista Competition. I mean, that's probably mm-hmm. you know to a lot of our listeners, that's probably a lesser known part of your volunteer history, your you know full history um, mm-hmm. and experience with SCA. But I mean, I I think it would we'd be remiss not to to <laughs> focus a little bit on where you've been in the organization and and what ways you've supported over the years, if you don't mind given a, a rap on that sure yeah and a quick breakdown and um i st- i started going to the show in 1994 uh and around that time i mean i really loved the association and what it was doing i was you know i had my own uh coffee roasting company at that point and and i think it was 1997 uh joined the first uh environment committee of the scaa i was in Invited to be a member of that because the company I had owned was a 100% organic coffee company. I had a working organic farm here in Northern California and was teaching organic and biodynamic ag as well as, you know, various coffee stuff. So I was part of the Environment Committee, which became the Sustainability Committee. Uh, and then it was in uh, 2002, um, I decided to run for the Board of Directors. At the time, I was the youngest director elected. I think I was 32, and that's been bested by, I think, Ellie Hudson and um, maybe even Nick Cho were younger than me when they got elected. So I was on the board of directors for 10 years, was the president of the SCAA uh, in 2009, but I had my show in 2008 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. At that time, I was also on the board of, or the the, the board of the WBC uh, as a board member. And then, as soon as my presidency ended, um, became uh, the chair of the and, and helped you know merge the WCE, which is all of those competitions put together. And at that time, I I went ahead and and he, uh, held um, the first. World Barista Championship in an origin country. So I did Bogota, Colombia, uh, with the idea of bringing the, the the competition to an origin country because you had a lot of competitors coming out of that part of the world. In addition to my uh, show in Minneapolis being farmer focused and focused on agriculture, and not so much about the roasting forward side of the equation. Um, and then in addition, I was on the 
executive counsel of the Roasters Guild and was the chair as well. I think that was 2013. And I've been on various committees and, and, and stuff throughout the SCA. I've you know, spoken there for years, mostly around sustainability, uh, agriculture, uh, development, uh, in, or working in the developing world. And But God, yeah, I, I'm old as hell. It's just crazy when I think about it. It's <laughs> kind of depressing. Yeah. Um, and you, I think you, you, you shared a story with me a while ago how you and I met or the first time was I, you saw me speaking at an event. And is that the first time we actually met, or that? I mean, we crossed paths, but I don't think we. Yeah. I don't. We. I mean, we didn't get to to spend too much time. I mean, you were you were. Yeah. You know, the prime time. Uh, you know, the key, keynote speaker of the uh, Mid Atlantic Northeast Coffee Conference. But this is way mm-hmm. back to either 08 or 09. Um, yeah. You know, I shouldn't say way back to you because that's you know yeah. in, in the latter stages of. What is yeah, that, a really my, long career. The fall of my career, yeah. <laughs> you know, as you began to land the plane, as they say. Um, no, but the, uh, yeah, the Mid-Atlantic Northeast Coffee Conference are Maine, and this was a keynote uh, presentation that you gave. I, yeah, it must have been eight or nine, uh, yeah. but, um, but it was still in Easton, Pennsylvania at that time. Yes. That might have been the last year or the second to last year it was held there before it moved to Providence, Rhode Island, so... Right. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was actually where I, I met both you and Rob Stevens. So um, that was. Oh, no pretty... kidding. So you met us both at that show. Yeah. Yeah. You you were wow. a keynote and, and presented on, uh, you know, essentially point of view and character uh, as just a key part of having a meaningful specialty perspective and, and offer as a company, um, which was mm-hmm. totally I mean, I, I've there are elements of even our earliest podcasts in the exchange where some of the fundamental ideas you presented there, I feel like you know I was bringing back to the table yet again, um, and mm. I have many a time over. Um, and I think Rob during that uh, event was presenting on on uh, green coffee defects and you know yes. to a room full of baristas, which was. Uh, you know, it was totally over the heads of the crowd in so many ways uh, at the time, especially because that was just such an unusual, um, you know, an unusual uh, content for that crowd and, and has become a lot more, there's so much more crossover, you know, within certain skill uh, skill and, and job or role kind of based uh, segments of our community, but but uh, yeah, both really profound to me. Um, that's crazy. Going back, I mean, you said you were on the board for SCA for ten years. Was this consecutive? Yes. You were on for ten yeah. consecutive years. Well, yeah, you do your. I did. Uh, you know, you do your. I did my three terms, at two years each, and then once you go into the 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 SCA like president role, you have a, a year as the vice chair. Uh, vice president, then the president, then the past president. Mm. So you're adding three years uh, onto that. And um, so, yeah, it was actually more nine years wow. when you think about it that way. And then, but I was simultaneously towards the end uh, also working on the WBC, uh, which then became the WCE. And it, I was a part of that merger uh, period for them. So, which was, which was great unto itself. And it's, it was, it, 
was something totally outside of what what I knew in coffee. I mean, my I come from a roasting and manufacturing background and not really from a barista background, but to run the, that event was fantastic. It was such a learning lesson in what was going on during those years, uh, the, the the talent, the quality of uh, of of what was coming out of that competition, the passion of these people. It was really inspiring to be a part of and and uh, and really taught me it basically re-energized me because when you you know a lot of things you hear about people who have served on the SCA board or past presidents is they're burned out. I mean, they're done. And a lot of these people, if you track their career paths post SCA presidency, they usually sell their companies, leave their jobs, some major shift happens. And it's because you kind of leave it all out there on the court and you don't have much left. And I was definitely feeling that kind of, well, what's next for me? And then when I became a part of the WBC, it really reignited why I wanted to stay in this industry mm. and uh, and kept me going and, and brought on a whole second chapter for me in, in my career, which I could have easily you know, gone on and done something completely different. Yeah. I mean, it was an interesting time specifically as that event and in, in the whole um, focus um, – you know, it seemed that that SCAA and SCAE and and other, mm-hmm. um, you know, both developed and nascent uh, association groups all over the world started to kind of really shift the focus to baristas, coffee preparation, and the whole oh, yeah. concept of marketing specialty coffee to the consumer by um, that degree of care and preparation. Which I, I can totally yeah. imagine that there was just this. I mean, that was just a really magical time um, to be involved. I agree. I mean, I think like for my history in SEA, I've, I've, you know, I've only been involved about a, you know, about a decade or, you know, it's always been so powerful to me the way that you're, you're essentially crossing paths and collaborating, um, you know, with people who are experts in, in different aspects of, um, you know, the business and, and, you know, getting that, FaceTime, getting to trade ideas, um, the network that comes out of that. You know, I've always mm-hmm. thought that that the, the the people that are crushing uh, in this field are people that don't know everything, but they know who to call about everything, right? Um, and there's just such a value um, to being able to forge those relationships. I still think, you know, even despite the growing scope of the show itself and, and then just how much bigger a global association is. And, you know, I still think that's a possibility. And I think that the Boston show was definitely a good example of that. And, and your background formally in coffee, what is your, you, you know, like to lay it out for the listeners who don't know the great Todd Mackey, what is your <laughs> history within the SCAA slash SCA? Yeah, sure. Well, I, um, so yeah, I came in to coffee as a barista and making coffee. I fell in love with it and, uh, quickly, um, you know, started working for a local, um, regional roaster, um, and got involved with everything from, you know, quality to production to, you know, sales and training and support. And so there's always been sort of this multifaceted, um, you know, aspect, both because of working for a smaller regional company, uh, not having to hyper specialize in my my professional responsibilities, but also, um, you know, being interested and in, in kind of bouncing around. Uh, but yeah, it was at that time where I got involved with SCA and I got involved specifically um, through the professional development side of SCA, which was, you know, uh, was and, and c- continues to be a huge 
um, value add and, and offer that the association gives to the industry. Um, but I quickly uh, got involved through the Barista Guild of America and the Roasters Guild, um, you know, as, uh, you know, someone who was working in green coffee and roasting, also in coffee preparation and training. Um, and I started volunteering, uh, you know, in the classroom most specifically. Um, and I've probably been to, I don't know, I mean, Roasters Guild events and, and barista camps and, and uh, various, uh, I mean, just, just countless in the 10 years that, that I've been volunteering. But, um, but yeah, from there, um, you know, I got involved in, in the leadership of the Executive Council of the Barista Guild and, and uh, spent uh, five years as of actually December 31st of this past year, um, you know, I cycled off. Um, with the uh, the advent of the barista guild of the world, we'll, let's say, or just the barista guild. I mean, you know, we've successfully uh, combined the barista guild of Europe and the barista guild of America. And uh, my work as the past chair of the BGA uh, really culminated in sending off uh, the team that is now responsible for the leadership of that group. Um, in the process, um, you know, I had the opportunity to sit on the uh, the new uh, and uh, the first board uh, of directors for SCA, the merged association, which was a really dynamic mm -hmm. and interesting time, um, which I was really humbled to have. Um, that was just a, a single year um, as the ex officio director, you know, as past chair of the Barista Guild. Um, you know, that is uh, a, a seat that comes with as, as does a, an ex officio seat for the, the past chair of the Roasters Guild now under the new structure. But, uh, but yeah, still, you know, a passionate um, a member and, and certainly looking forward to as um, time unfolds ahead, figuring out new and, and exciting ways to volunteer and to be a part of the programs as they, they grow and change. So, haven't totally figured out what that is yet, but um, I'm sure it won't be long. Yeah. So one of the things that I that I uh, was, you know, there's always something going on at these shows that's uh, controversial or pushes the envelope every year, and it, it's almost like it's a planned event. But this year, there uh, was a group of SCAA past presidents, mostly. Um, who were uh, advocating, ha held a meeting advocating for the uh, breaking away from the SCA and starting a new association that, uh, uh, again, was more U.S. focused and not so global since the SCAA has merged with Europe and become the SCA. And it seemed to spill out into a lot of other parts of the show. Did you come across any of this or did you hear much feedback about that meeting and, and the subsequent fallout of it? Yeah. I mean, truthfully, I did not hear much in the way of fallout or, or follow up or really like outcomes. I mean, it was, it was something that mm -hmm. was visible and that I saw the, the petition and, and the, the sort of open call and invite. Um, so yeah, I, I did not attend. I, I did not really take away, um, you know, any, better understanding of, of what might be organized out of this. Um, but they would certainly seem to, you know, to resonate, um, you know, simultaneous to this though, you know, there was also the announcement of, of the newly elected, uh, chapter, uh, right. You know, uh, the volunteer US staff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, it's interesting to me to see these things going on simultaneously where, you sure. know, I think the, 
the association, uh, you know, knew and, and, and was guiding, you know, towards the, the same perceived need, but obviously the, the kind of drivers are really, really different inside and out. Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I from my side, I, I'm super excited about the, the folks who were elected into, um, you know, new volunteer leadership roles for the U S sure. chapter. And I, I think that that's a, it's something that probably should have been sorted ahead of, uh, you know, the the associations coming together, just given how large mm-hmm. the community mm-hmm. is and how influential right. the U.S. community is. But, but obviously, that's that's much easier to say from this side of things than than ahead, right? Um, sure, but you know as well as I do that this association has always been a volunteer-driven association, and. Um, there are staff members, full-time staff members, and, and actually, you know, people that that's their full-time job, but the bulk of what goes on in this association is driven and, and spawned by the volunteer member community, and they're not going to get it perfect, and, and, and this reminds me of uh, back in the uh, late 90s, Rob, Stephen, and I, actually, that's how we met. Mark Inman here for the exchange at Olaf Specialty Coffee with my trash voice, and I'm here with uh, the ever-famous Rob Stevens. Hello, Mark. Hey, Rob. How you doing? Good. What's been the highlight of the SCA show for you? Looking at your hair. <laughs> well, okay, that's a, uh, what would be the second greatest thing? I know that that's always top. It's always top. It's actually in the top three, but if I had to start at four, Always with the show, it's the networking. It's seeing yeah. people that I uh, haven't seen in a long time, but still have made relationships with over the time I've been in coffee. So uh, I value that more than anything. Perfect. Uh, and then also just getting the pulse of what's going on. With 10,000 people in a room talking about coffee, you learn things you'll never learn sitting at a desk. And what have you learned? What's the biggest thing you've learned on this show? Uh, I've learned that uh, a whole new generation is talking about how the market works and price and the viability of coffee and... Um, they're as interested and passionate uh, passionate about it as you and I were when we started. Yeah, that's great. I always encourage you to see that. I've seen a lot of that energy as well, and a much more uh, uh, desire to learn about these complex market issues that we're dealing with today, whereas before, you know, that it was more about cup quality and fashion. Now it's much more deeper on the issues. Yeah, and there's there's new thinking to it. There's not as much of the this is the way the old guard did it. How can we right. do it a little bit better? It's there's a lot of ways of. Looking I don't even need to start from the beginning. I just do it my own way. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I don't know how much of that's going to work, but it's exciting to see it happening. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Rob Steven from Olaf Specialty Coffee. And uh, signing out, Mark Inman here from the Exchange. The time uh, we were doing this or talking about this, the coffee market was actually lower than it is today. And right now it's in the 90 cent range. And back then it was down in the, you know, the 80 and 70 cent range. It was, it was absolutely uh, desperate times for growers. And we had actually got, and how I met Rob is we had formed our own association called the Organic Coffee Association of America, had some seed capital given to us by various larger companies. Uh, we were a nonprofit 501c3 and in 1999, uh, our, our esteemed uh, producer here, Mike Ferguson, posted this on the board while we were talking. <laughs> uh, he remembers in 1999, the Philadelphia SCAA show, Rob and I stole a room, a, a meeting room at the SCAA, and held our first uh, uh, ORCA, Organic Coffee Association, member meeting. Unbeknownst to anybody at the SCAA, we just occupied a room that the lights were off and turned it on and 
posted signs. This is pre, you know, Facebook or texting. We had to actually, you know, make flyers and, and tell people the old fashioned way to come to these rooms and held a, a member meeting inside another member driven association. So uh, at that time, Rob and I both turned over, we sold the association to the Organic Trade Association, and now it's called the Organic Coffee Council and became board members and changed it from the inside out. You've been listening to The Exchange, presented by Own Specialty Coffee, hosted by Mark Inman and Todd Mackey, directed by Mike Ferguson. Our opening theme was Coffee Club by The Magnetic Button. Our closing theme is Back to the Grind by Blanket Music. All music is used under Creative Commons. We'll be back in two weeks for Episode 2 of Season 2, Part 2 of Mark and Todd Talking About SCA. Remember, you can email us at theexchange at olamnet.com. Thank you for listening, and now, your postscript. Hey, Gabe, can you come over here for a second? Yeah, I'll take a hat as well. Not not one of the the overly bright hats. I'll take the, the dark gray would actually be ideal. Uh, well, black in somebody's world, but not mine. <laughs>